Hey, and welcome to the Rugby Report Card for the first time in 2021 and the first time in a very long time. After a disrupted COVID season, uh, it was very hard to get the game together, to get any podcasts together. Um, but the boys are back. Well, not everyone's back today. Back with me today is Jim. Jim, how are hey, you? Good, mate. How are you? Long time no see. Yeah, I'm well. I'm well. What have you been doing in the summer? Um, being a dad, mate, I've got a little one, so he's 10 months old now. So that, that's, that's it. Just not sleeping really. How about you? Wow. Yeah, that's good. Oh, you know, bachelor life. (laughs) Scotch, you know what it's like, man, all the shit you're missing out on. All right. It's no need to be like that. Um, obviously no Richard today, but he is back with us this season and we are pretty committed to, to getting the three of us together in a room once a week. We're trying to get this thing regular again. How do you rate our chances, Jim? Well, look, I'm going in optimistic. The thing that struggles, that I struggle with, and no one actually gives a fuck about hearing this, but the weekday night, I'm just shattered, man. I'm shattered. I can't bring the ruckus. So it has to be a Sunday. Yeah, Sunday morning. We're here for the Sunday morning podcast. Yeah. Uh, without... By the time they release it, you might get it on Wednesday. By the time Green and Gull do their thing, should come out on Wednesday. <laughs> exactly. Um, obviously, we'll miss any Sunday Arvo games or anything like that, but you'll get our wildly wrong predictions um, after the game, which could be good fun to listen to. So massive news in rugby, and I've got to say... It's re-energised me. And the feeling I get is that it's re-energised rugby punters left, right and centre. So where should we jump in, Jim? Do you, do you want to talk about Stan? What do you think about the um, the package that they're offering um, and the commentary team that they put together? The commentary teams, it's, it's good. I'm, I'm quite into it. Um, obviously, most of them are faces that we're familiar with. Good to see Nick McArdle back on the, on the job circuit. Um, I think the Turanui and the Drew Mitchell, they're all good recruits. I think there could be a, a risk on maybe some new blood, maybe some of the retire. I would have loved to see Matt Giddo. I know he's in Australia, Matt Giddo on the commentary team too. That would have been cool. But maybe they're trying to avoid that boys club. And in terms of Sudan, I'm, I'm pumped. I'm pumped for what Stan has to offer. I probably won't watch any live-to-air games. But... Um, because I'm going to get obviously the stand sport option, but I reckon I'm, I'm pumped. A new opportunity, new shit, looks completely different, new product, and hopefully people come along. I think people are generally excited about it too. Yeah, look, yeah. I, I agree. What are you, is there a dog in the background? You must come on there. Um, I agree. Um, a few interesting um, things that you said there. I guess first one I'll jump in with the commentary team. I think it's really exciting. You've got the rugby ruckus guys coming over to do some commentary, Kimler and Turanui, and we know they're informed and pretty awesome. Um, I think it's a pretty sweet team that you've uh, they've put together there. And I think uh, I think I'll be sad to see Clarky go um, after 20 years of, of listening to Greg Clark. And and I know you know Gordon Bray's the voice of rugby we all grew up on, but I think Greg Clark's not far off. But I must admit, I think his voice was just tainted with failure. Um, the poor bloke had 10 years of apologising for defeat after defeat after defeat. And there's only so many different ways you can say that optimistically. And I, I think, um, I don't know, sad, but his voice was synonymous with Australian teams losing in the last five or six years. He needed to go, though, you know, and it's not any fault of his own. He was excellent. 
like you just said, loss after loss, you need you need a new voice. You need a new energy. You flip that on and hear that familiar voice. Your average fan probably doesn't even know who owns that voice, but it's a lot different to what you're getting on the other products. Yeah, I agree. Like the, the G up, it just seems a little more forced. It's like dad commentating in some regards. It is. It's, it's yeah, like your old man and you've had enough of him. So, yeah. Um, and I guess who, who else has got the boot there? We've lost Coonsy. Um, yeah, always going to happen. Yeah, on behalf of all Australian fans, good riddance. Yeah, the fans took his head, didn't they? Yeah, look, they really did. They turned on him probably about five years ago, really turned on, on Paul Kernsey. And so they should, though. Like, fans have to keep the commentators honest. He'd been phoning it in for years, mate. Absolutely no idea. Merrick scrum commentary, lame forward jokes, a few racial stereotypes, and then a bitch and moan when his team wasn't getting the court rubber the green. Um, he was a good commentator back in the day. He seems like a decent bloke, but he'd been... Yeah, when he had something to prove. When he had something to prove and he was keen, when he sort of realised that he was head of the hood, he just stopped caring, man. Wouldn't even do the Google search on the taxi cab over. Yeah, wouldn't bother the pronunciations. He kind of... He, Kearns was like our podcast in 2020. Yeah. Yeah, he was. It's phoning it in and leaning on ugly stereotypes to get you through it. George Gregan, he didn't get a start. He couldn't. I don't think so. If he did, look, I don't know. Dance for commentary team. At least comedy will ensue. No, I, don't, I think Greg got the boot and he, and he had to. The bloke is atrocious. Yeah. Atrocious. Um, Marto got the boot. I know fans are off Marto. I've always liked Marto. He's, he's genuinely always made me laugh. So I'm going to miss Marto and his commentary. Yeah. Uh, I miss him commentating the Reds, though. It's a pretty one-sided affair when that. See, happens. all these people aren't very happy to see the back. Oh, I'm, uh, Tim Horan. No, Horan's in. Horan's still in there. Hoot Mardo, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to see the back again. I'm not heap sold on Sean Maloney, but he's definitely he brings something that no one else sort of does in rugby. He brings that American and that seems a bit more natural. His excitement for the game. Mm. Um, Justin Harrison's a good keep too. Down for that. I think Harrison's one of the only votes for the balls to call it how it is. The only problem is it sounds like he's always got 50 marbles in his mouth. Yeah, yeah. Swallow the Maltesers. Yeah, that style. And then I'm down for Mertens. Love Mertens too. Yeah. So now I'm, I'm, Stan's put a great, um, a great little commentary team together there, and I've been particularly impressed with their promotional material coming out. Yeah. Look, I'm, I'm also just very aware we haven't mentioned the uh, female commentators too. It's because I just don't know their names, man. <laughs> What yeah. are their names? But high time that they've got into rugby. We have yeah, a- excellent. Yeah, fantastic. Um, so I'm excited. They put a good product together there. Um, it seems like the advertising's been pretty good too. I've seen it out and about around Sydney. The promotions have seen social media look brilliant and look like they want to have the product. Whereas Fox was yeah. hiring it on Fiverr. Yeah. 30 day free trial. You can start it now, but it starts on the 19th. It's it's gonna be sick, man. Yeah, it's because uh, I think like God, controversial, but Stan sucks. I'm not down for Stan. Some bad shows on Stan, but um, Stan Sport, I'm in for. You know what? I don't hate. I don't mind Stan. Um, yeah. Of having the bub, just the old TV shows, your Seinfeld, your Scrubs. Just being able to binge watch that when you haven't had any sleep checks out. So Stan, yeah, yeah and I'm excited for Stan Sport. Um, so I think it's a it's a really exciting way. I, I haven't got it yet. I'm, I'm planning to get it today or tomorrow. Have you had a click around it's yet? Clicking a button. If you've already got a button on the 19th. Yeah. Jim, you're just cutting out a little bit there, mate. 
it's as good as clicking a button on the 19th of February. Just go to your app, click Stand Sport, pre-activate, you're good as gold. All right. Now, these may be dumb questions, but Stan is streaming the games live, and then I'm assuming you can stream them in any time after? Yes, I believe so. Very, very similar to the KO product. Almost identical. Yeah, well, that's awesome because Fox IQ had me running through the doors, you know, I was trying to record the games. It's great that they'll just be sitting there to stream later. Yeah, that was one of the things when I changed away from Fox, I was concerned about just like recording and fast forwarding and pause. It hasn't been an issue with KO. You know my dirty little secret, Jim, and, and I, I don't want this public, but I haven't got rid of Fox TV yet because I just love the lifestyle channel. No apologies here. Location, location, mate. It's outstanding. You like what you like. <laughs> you like what you like. Um, all right. Well, um, let's talk about the format of the comp. So we've yeah, got let's do it. 2020, we had our first taste of the Australian conference um, in its full swing with the force, Australian sides playing Australian sides. It felt, um, I think it felt pretty good, but it felt odd with COVID, with Melbourne um, and lots of games replaying. This year, we've got, I think, a, a better product, a better version of the Australian competition with what I would say is more even squads as well. And we can go into those in a minute. Um, and then we have the, what I'm most excited about is the Trans-Tasman comp at the end of it. So tell us, what do you think about the format? Australia first and then the Trans-Tasman? Because I know you are a um, American sport junkie. So is this closer to a conference system that's more authentic? Look, it, it seems like it's two different comps because the winner of the domestic competition doesn't really have any advantages going into the Trans-Tasman from what I've seen. Yeah. You got anything to counteract that? No, no. So it really is a tale of two cities. It's got this comp, and then here we'll have another crack at a completely different comp. I think if they want to make it exciting, but it could, I, I don't know. This is where I, I get a bit American. It's just like some form of if players want, they can switch teams, trade teams. I'm getting way too far ahead of myself. Let's just see if this actual model works. But I'm in for it. I'm, I'm really worried about the Western force and their ability to hold up after 10 rounds because rugby is a sport that does have its injuries. We'll get into I'm sport. Yeah. Where they're going to stand. Kind of squats. At the end of the day, too, it's a fucking lot of rugby, man. And rounds, 16 rounds. Like, I know it's what they used to, but I think it's a lot. Especially if you go back and look at the quality and the, the physicality and standard of that super rugby New Zealand domestic com. I'm not going to give it a crack. But that, that was just so hard. What was so great about it is the season was so short and you could back to back to back. You could break that shit. And Australian rugby was the same. The 10 rounds was a really good format. I'm worried about the longevity, plays in the back of their mind, looking at the season as 16 rounds instead of 10 rounds. Um, it's a big deal. So, But super excited. I just think maybe it was a bit smaller. Top three of each went through. I might jump in to, to jump on a few of your points. So the first one, I'll, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to disagree in the fourth. So I think they've signed fantastically um, in the offseason, better than any other Australian team. So I reckon they've got depth. Um, which they haven't had in the past. So I disagree with you on the force. The next um, statement you made is about not getting anything for winning the first comp. Um, yeah, it's an interesting point, that one. I really like this in its current format. I'm really excited to see how it goes. But maybe moving forward, um, there is bigger implications for the second comp. I wonder if, um, and I don't think we'll see it this year, but if this model holds for a few years, if we'll start to see teams... Um, wanting to win one more than the other, realising you can't win comp A, 
So you start resting blokes with a look for comp B or vice versa. Um, I think could be really interesting to see. And then your third point about how hard that domestic comp was, same thing about the Australian Super Rugby comp. I haven't seen Australian teams be that physical um, in absolute years. Last year was just barnstorming the intensity that they played at. So I love it. I love that we are getting prime time rugby, that I'll get to watch my Brumbies basically every week at a decent time slot. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I guess when I read the blurb about the domestic and then the trans-Tasman, it was like the domestic would be a great opportunity to blood new talent, um, young talent too, get some people coming through. I just don't really see the difference between the domestic comp and the trans-Tasman. Like it's the same personnel. It'll be the same squads. Yeah. I, I, it I, seems I, like a 10-round warm-up almost. I don't quite see it unless it's two different comps. I think over time we will see it change because once again, shit could change and this trans-Tasman thing never goes ahead. That's a high possibility. Um, but we'll definitely see. I guess they're sort of hedging their bets by having the two comps this year, which is great. It needs to be done. Uh, look, do you look at the two comps? I think we'll get to see Australian teams playing Australian teams. We'll get to see those domestic derbies. We will get to see that physicality and we'll get to see Australian teams winning. Um, I think that's something we haven't had for a while. So we'll get to start the season off with Aussie teams winning, which is really cool. I do think some of your concerns make sense two, three years down the track. Then that maybe you run into the case where the domestic comp becomes your internationals are still on holiday, you rest your big stars, and then they all come in for the Trans-Tasman. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. What remains to be seen right now, this is the best competition format that I've seen since the Super 12. Yeah. Um, I've got a promise that my teams are playing regularly. I know that there's going to be a lot of footy to watch um, and a lot of players that I like to see watching. No disrespect to the to the Saffirs and the Argies and the Sunwolves, but it, it was just too much. It was too yeah, much. Yeah, it was too much. much. To take track of. Um, and it became, tipping became a home and away thing. Mm. And, and, yeah, because the Saffirs and the Argentinians, it was sort of weighed the competition down. You know, the, it, it worked back in the day. It was a successful model if you rewind the clock. And then it started weighing it down, not letting it take off because people just weren't tuning in. And then South Africa was struggling as much as rugby's huge over there. They were struggling to get three good quality teams. And the odds were always against them because, mate, you've got to jump on a plane for 16 hours. Yeah. And thing is you go out, watch the Tars, you go to the pub, you grab dinner, you catch two of the games live. You'd watch one on TV and you'd be like, all right, I'm buying the jersey. And then you just wouldn't see him for fucking six weeks. Yeah. I'm that they're back. They've had their buy, their tour to South Africa, been to Argentina. They're coming last. <laughs> yeah. Um, I might give it a miss then. Um, so, no, I think um, really, really exciting. Really, really exciting. Uh, bring it on. Next thing is the rule changes. Um, a few little tweaks to the rules of Super Rugby. They're going to keep... The what is it the fifty twenty two? What did you think of that one last year? Yeah, I'm into it. I'm I'm open to these changes. I'm not stuck in the mud with the rules as they exist now with rugby. I don't know. I'm, I get a bit torn on whether Super Rugby is the format to sort of trial and error. I don't like it when they were introducing new rules. I like sort of committing to them. Mm. Um, but yeah, I'm down. Bring the fifty twenty two. Particularly last year, it was great. It changed the tactics, changed the game. Means if you're carrying two wingers that can kick, man, it's a huge advantage. It's yeah, I, 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 
I like that rule. It just gives another element of um, anything can happen. Um, the only thing I would say is if they're planning on bringing new fans, rugby is like a Sudoku of rules to follow as is. Um, adding adding more are always a little bit confusing. Um, yeah. but, but I'm excited. I liked that rule last year. The ones that, I, if you can imagine, if you can imagine how excited I am. Red card players are replaced by a substitute after 20 minutes. 20 minutes is long, but it has to be that if a yellow is 10, right? Yeah, and fair enough. You hit someone in the head, you should be off for 20 minutes. But This I, is going to change the sport, man. This is going to stick and change the sport. You know what? I don't think it is. I would, I would make the argument, I haven't done the stats, Rich is the stats man, but I would make the argument that I would say 98, 99% of red cards are a mistake. The player being a tiny hot-headed, getting something wrong, contesting for the ball, slipping up high, um, they're a mistake or poor technique. I think they're rarely malice. They're rarely a punch thrown, an eye gouge or anything abhorrent like that. They do happen. But they're, they're that. And the onus is on the player to play safely. That's why it has to be read. Exactly. You can't just disregard. Exactly. And that's why I think 20 is a compromise. where that, So you know, by mistake, you mean the player's just fucked up, not intentionally. Up. It's not the ref who's fucked up. Yeah, the player's fucked up. Yeah. Okay. But... But I think they, they need to be penalised for that. But, you know, that red card in the 12th minute of a game or something, change the channel. Uh, I think 20 minutes, there is the, the hope of, well, you suffer a penalty, you, you're stuffed up. You need, to, you need to suffer a penalty. But I think hopefully, I, I don't know what 20 minutes looks like, we're talking 25% of the game. Maybe that's short enough that um, it doesn't ruin the spectacle. So yeah. I'm, how it looks, I think it is, it's a better compromise um, getting getting closer to keeping the game competitive whilst protecting players. So yeah, I think uh, I think we were the first sort of voice in the echo chamber about this. So it speaks to the sway we have. Yeah, we're powerful. Um, yeah, which which brings us back to the tweet point. If there's anything you want us to say, just tweet it. We'll get the ball rolling on it. Anything. We'll get our contacts to get their contacts. You want shorter shorts? You want no sleeves? Yeah. You want shit haircuts gone? Whatever you want, we're on it. We've been working on shoot haircuts for a while. We've been working on tucked in shirts for a while and we've only made traction with Pete Samu. So if anyone else is listening, Samu Karevi, it was a Samu thing. It was a Samu thing. Uh, Samu Karevi used to tuck it in too. So, you know, I'd like to see baggier shorts. You know, those old school, thick baggy shorts. It's just not prone to how the game's played now because you can hang on to a thread. A thread's a tackle. Yeah, that's a good point, Jim. I want to see like Oztag shorts. Without the Oz tags, obviously, that's what I'd like to see. So, so a couple Real of elasticity. You know, when you're tagging peeps and they're wearing that elastic shorts and it's just impossible to fucking tag them? No, they just invite <laughs> So I'm not in. Different sport, isn't it? It's not Oz tag, is it? Um, other rules that have changed, they have put in, they're going to police, properly police the five second rule at the back of the rock. So you can't just put a caterpillar of forwards in to land a box kick. Awesome. That's Genia. Genia started that, didn't he? Nick White loves it, mate. Doesn't he? Loves building an army of dudes. Mate. That's awesome. Raised his family at the back of that ruck, man. Started it and raises it. That's how we got, didn't he get like father a year or something? I think yeah, was, at the back of the ruck, just looking after that pill. 30-second um, restart after any points are scored. You Adding got, a shot clock, bringing a shot clock in. Love it. And a shot clock for scrum resets. So they're on the television broadcast. 
they'll they'll show us how long the scrum between scrum resets. How what time have they got it? Do they know? I don't know, but how fucking good's that? I I worry about fitness here. This is where you see the props becoming just fucking dreaded lean people. Yeah, and then this is where you see awesome footy because you've got fitter athletes on the park, and then you've got blokes getting genuinely tired in the last twenty minutes of the game. So your Mackenzies and your little dudes. That's when they show their value. So it's not yeah. all the big hit city. And then England gets slaughtered because they didn't play these roles. No, nah, yeah, calm down. Yeah, by the way, here's the new rules. They get it as they land in Sydney Airport. Kingston. No, it's the other way around. We play these for a year. All right. All way a bucko five ringing wet. And then yeah. just dominated at scrum time. When the British and old lions, they come down. They're like, oh, shit. They, they stack up next to those fatties. It's going to be a tough watch. Um, extra time has to be a try. Thank God. Oh, yeah. That yeah. was a failure last year. That was an abject failure last year. My concern with this is, though, it will just become the rolling ball comp. Yeah, that's true. Always a risk. And tactically, look, that makes the most sense, man. You only have five minutes to score, so you play for the penalty kick for the corner, go for the rolling ball. Yeah, yeah. Um, it is what it is. Um, but no, I think they're all really, really awesome decisions. We'll see how they go. There's a few there that I'm particularly excited about, so we'll see. Yeah. Um, Five we days away, by the way. I know. By the time this gets up, it would have been out for a week. Wouldn't it? What about, um, I'll probably jump in the gun. You want to look at some squads? I'd love to look at some squads, Jim. Anything Who's else you'd like to say? Huh? Who's your pick out of the Aussie teams? That's going to be the Rumbies, isn't it? I'm on the Reds, mate. But have you been watching any of the uh, preseason? Nah, no. Neither have I. Um, apparently, the Tars and Rebels look really good. Really? Yeah. So, so I wonder if you can read into it too much. You get a few up. I mean, I'm only saying the Brumbies as a huge fan and coming back out of the uh, out of a winning season. And all they really lost was Kurandrani. Was all respect to him, a little bit of dead weight. He's gone to the force, mate. How weird is that going to look? I know. He's back at the force. Um, what, you think the Brumbies have uh, not lost too much? Not lost too much, no. Joe so Powell. Look at the people coming through. Joe Powell, I'm happy to see the back of him. You've got Nick White, so that's fine. Kurandrani, mate, their centres, they've got so much talent coming through. Yeah. Um, I think Ikitao is going to be a gun at 13. Yeah. Um, I think they'll miss Kurandrani. I don't think you replace him that easily, but I think Ikitao is it's one of those. It's the right decision. So that's fine. You know where I think? I think Tony Pulu, they'll be fine on the sting, losing him. Where I think they hurt a little, McCaffrey, Miller, Enova in the forwards, although none of them scream Wallaby selection, I think every single one of them would add a lot to training and depth in that squad. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Could be could be a bit to make up there. But you're right. They're going to be a strong side, the Brumbies. As you just look at that forward pack, man, there's a few names that are sort of coming through, Archer Holes and whatnot. But even like their second tiers, there's some talent there. Jerome Brown coming through. You just forget that James Slipper, Scott Seo, Alan Alalatawa, um, they all just play for the same team, man. They're the same team. Yeah, the game. What an, a decent bench. Yeah. Um, what about – I see the Reds are still my pick. Um, I know they're pretty young, but, Jesus, they're a good side. 
Yeah, I guess I, I see the potential for players like Jock Campbell. I just don't. You've not been good. You're not big on Jock. Nah, I don't love him. Don't love him, but we'll see. I'm ready to be wrong. Yeah, I think you are wrong, mate. I think their team is the most exciting of the lot. Um, I wonder if it'll be the same story as last year. I wonder if they will just lack the consistency of a Brumbies. That was the Reds last year. When they were on, they were clearly the best. Yeah. Um, but then they could drop their bundle. Just yeah. Where the Brumbies were just pretty consistent. Yeah, they were. And and they won the big games. You know, there's some games where the Reds should have beat them last year, you know, flip of a coin. But excited to see Vunavalu in a Reds jersey. I mean, it's hard to own a game as a winger, but I'm excited to see the, the burst that he might have that might pick up this whole team. I'm excited to see their uh, centres. I just think well, I'm excited for Patea not to get injured, man. I'd like to see that. I'd, I'd be excited for him to see him get tackled and retain the ball. That'd be great. A second season at ten for O'Connor as well can only be better than the first. He's yeah. been training too. He's doing his samurai shit all through the summer. Yeah, I've been watching his Instagram, mate. He's carrying on like a pork chop. Yeah. Um, right out though, he got injured in the preseason. He's out for the whole domestic comp. Oh, that's big. That's big. That's big. So I think that, that'll obviously have some impact on them. Um, didn't know that. The Tars are apparently, I haven't been following it, but apparently they've had a pretty good preseason. Um, but I'll tell you what, their squad doesn't give me heaps of confidence. It's very similar to last year. You know, who, who is their recruits? Very similar. Mm. Um, Just looking at it now, uh, no real names are jumping out. I'm sure there's someone. Yeah, I just, I don't know, mate. I don't know. I think a, a year together will have come a long way. Interesting, Robertson leaving the force and going, uh, leaving the Tars and going to the force spoke about a um, few issues inside the Tars. Well, there would be, wouldn't there? There's a few issues out. inside New South Wales rugby. Yeah. I, the boil over is, is, is assumed, but um, Sam Wikes has jumped on the Waratahs bandwagon. Yeah, he's, they need some. They need some tall timber, though, don't they? They do, yeah. But we'll see. Once again, Tars have everything to prove here and a lot to lose. Yeah, I just don't think they've got the squad. They've still got a lot of young talent. I think they'll put it on occasionally. Um, yeah, can they do it though? Can they do it up in Manly on a Friday night? That's what I want to know. Yeah, I'm not as confident about them. And now the force. Um, I'm I'm on the force, mate. Fucking Kearney at fullback. How exciting is that? Kurandrani at 13, Godwin at 12. Um, it's dad's army, mate. But yeah, look, I'm after the gel. I'm worried about the gel factor. I just think an off-season isn't a long enough time to make what that sounds like what that could be. But how's that their fault? It's not. It's not. Uh, too many times we get excited about a squad and we'll rewind the clock back to the Rebels, man. We're like, how could this team do no wrong? This yeah. fucking epic, and they just struggle to play a full 80. Yeah, and I think you've hit an nail on the head there. There just won't be that consistency of the squad. But where I empathise with them is they invented a team last year, realised they weren't good enough, so signed up any 40-year-old out of contract. Um, and they've actually got a really good squad together. It's just whether they've had enough time to, um, to put it together on the park. Um, yeah. Got a fun team to watch, lots of names, lots of players that I'm genuinely excited to see play. Um, it's, a, it's a cool team. Cabelli in a halfback. 
You've got bloody Holmes and Robertson in the front row. You've got Kearney at fullback, Kurandrani at outside. John, John O'Lance is back. Um, yeah, mate, it's, I tell you what, it's, um, it's a good team. McIntyre's back. Remember him at the Reds? He was the one who came in after Quaid. Oh, yeah. Um, you've got Ralston coming back, who's got to be a chance for a um, Wallaby jersey this year. Stunder, who was a beast last year, mate. I, I like their team, but I think you're right. I mean, you even click on the Forces squad online and they're not even all wearing the Force jersey. Yeah. Because they've not been there long enough. Um, but I, it'd be exciting year to be a Force fan. I think they'll get some wins this year, whereas last year I couldn't see where they were going to come from. Um, and then the Rebels, maybe not quite as strong as last year, but I think um, a, year, a year to gel will have helped them. I think all the Australian teams are in a pretty decent spot, but we also haven't played international competition for a while, so it might be a little overstated. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see. I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely very, very excited about this. I find a complete list of, uh, of the, the Rebels. No, nah, you can't, mate. I feel sorry for them, though. Apparently they've had to hop a bus to Canberra. Um, yeah. Case of border closures and whatnot. Oh, well, best of luck to them once again. It's just going to be another each week will be different. Because the Rebels spent time in, a, bit, a lot of time in Sydney last year, aren't you, staying up in hotels? Yeah. No. Um, I hope our podcast is recorded, by the way, Jim. I just got a message which has concerned me. What's your message? It says recording at the top left. Yeah, it's promising. So fingers crossed, eh? Well, a really exciting Super Rugby season. We, we are more interested in doing some post-game analysis where we have the, I guess, luxury of shitting on players because we're not in the boys' club. We don't know any sponsors or anything and we can just tear into some players. So I'm looking forward to this super ugly season to um, cut loose, come off the long run, have a bit of fun with it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to really buying into last year. I was a bit treading water. There was some trepidation over the actual competition. But this, I, I want to buy in, man. I want to watch the games, which is an achievable feat too this year. Um, and just feel them. I want to pose a question to people listening. Is, is anyone else feel the same as me, which is you're an Australian rugby fan, so you want all Aussie teams to do well and therefore this domestic comp um, doesn't really scratch that itch? I used to love the weeks where we were playing international teams and we would get the wins. Or do I just need to double down on the Brumbies and start really hating the other Australian teams and get that tribalism? You gotta hate. Where are you with that? Me, I'm with the hate. I hate the Tars. I legitimately hate the Tars. I've had for a very, very long time. It's all the other teams that I don't mind. I don't mind the force. I don't mind the did it. I don't mind the did it. I fucking hate the Tars. So I've always got an enemy every week. It's great. No, see, I don't know. Tars loyal to our hometown. Um, but maybe maybe I got to bring the hate this year and get a bit more tribalism in it. Yeah, as soon as you start saying it, you'll start feeling it a couple of weeks later. So just jump on it. I might, I, you know what? I really like the Reds, and I know there's a lot of Reds fans out there, so I might just start hating the Reds. Mm, yeah, but I, I'm a bit like you too. Uh, I care a lot more about the trans yeah. and that's why I want to see Patea ripping. I want to see Marlo yeah. carving. I want to see O'Connor rivaling for that 10 jersey. I want to see Wright emerging as the next Wallaby number seven. Yeah. Um, not the Red sucking. Yeah. I'm down. Tuivasa Shek to the Blues next year. 
Yeah, it feels so long away that, yeah. But it does. It does. Interesting choice. I don't think he's giving himself enough time because he's obviously coming over the World Cup, man. Obviously, an incredible talent. Don't know where he plays, don't know where he fits in, and two years to make it. All I would say is his talent in rugby league is absurd. His footage of when he played schoolboy rugby is absurd. And I'll never forget the day his brother, I was playing Subby's rugby first grade, and his brother came down to fill in. It was a joke, mate. It was a joke. And if he's got the same genes as him and his brother's never made it, this bloke will be fine. Yeah. I've never seen I guess. I've never seen I, just, I guess just logistically. Players you at that point, I'm an atrocious football player and always will be. Like, there's just the sheer athleticism of this bloke. Mate, everyone's got a story of first grade subby. Someone came down and ripped, mate. If it happened, every time someone said that, it actually happened, the Wallabies would be a decent team. Mate, this is, this is a legit yarn, this one. Um, I believe you. I just, the context in which he had to prove how good he was, the stand is not great. It's his brother, though. It's not over him. I'm just talking about the gene pool. I know. I know. I know. Man, I got invited down to play Dremoyne first, first subbies. Come train with the team. All off the fucking things that leave my mouth. I'm horrible, but I can talk the right game. <laughs> so I was like, oh, you should come down. Oh, man, game's gone. Game's passed me by. Gosh, you got Um... All right, mate. Well, nice to catch up with you. Um, and nice to be back recording. We hopefully podcast a lot more this year. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, Richard, we see Richard next Sunday as well. People have asked about the song intro, Jim. When will we see that back again? When did they do that? Well, someone tweeted this morning. Let me go get the guitar. See if I can remember it. If you can, yeah, see if you can remember it. In the meantime, I'll, um, I'll stall. Um, I will stall with some exciting things. Jerseys have come out. The Force Away jersey, it makes me want to vomit. Um, Tars jersey, yeah. Brumby's jersey, gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. Um, Rebels, I feel like with those colour scheme, take a risk. That's all I'm saying. They've played it a bit too safe. And Jim is back with the guitar. I don't know how this is going to sound on this atrocious laptop, but I remember it was a blues song in E. Yeah, and we'll, and we'll get the audio cleaned up because right now you sound like Justin Harrison. Yeah, um, <laughs> but Justin Harrison with a side of Gregan is probably what I sounded like this 20, 30 minutes. Um, yeah, I had a bit of Gregan in me, a few whore and half sentences. <laughs> the whore and half sentences, nothing quite like it. Um, all right, last thing I'll leave you with then. Um, apparently, Falao joined that rugby league team overseas and his mates were spamming the WhatsApp chat with gay porn. Really? Yeah. That's juicy, man. Why did the Dragons turn their back on that in the end? Did you get to the bottom of that? I think it, you just you, you can't touch that. Yeah, and then they got in. Yeah, I got you. I, I don't condone bullying or sending illicit material, um, but funny 
some of the mainstream media on that were just a majority of what I saw was just, yeah, let him back in. They're all free speech. He's allowed to say what he's allowed to say. Yeah, I was shocked at the, um, and it felt like enough time had passed. People were over it. So I was proud for NRL to stick to their ground. Stick to yeah, I, I honestly thought they were going to go the other way on that too. And they, they easily could have. Yeah, yeah. And everyone would have looked the other way and had and enjoyed watching him play rugby again. I probably would have watched it too. I hate myself. Yeah, I would have as well. But the thing is, is, and I don't want to go fucking too much into this, but he was like, yeah, yeah, I won't say anything. Why didn't he do that two years ago? I think he did two years ago and then he said something. No. Hmm. All right. Well, nice to be back. Sad to end on that note, actually. But very, very excited for the Super Rugby season. Go the Brumbies. Yeah. I hate it. All right. See you, Jim. Bye.